Hello and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> My name Jesus is Christ. <laughs> That's worse than the first time. Yeah, you what guys. What are y'all talking this about? Is the third, this is the third time. Uh, we tried to start this opener. And we're just going to keep this one. I guess. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Ajlaine. I really can't do a British accent. I can kind of do a Scottish one, but I got to be in the right mood for it. And by that, I mean sexy time. Um, Not at all. <laughs> I'm Gracie, and this is the Feminist Critique, <laughs> where we talk about movies, and Ashling forgets to say our name half the time. <laughs> it's like my new thing, so we're just going to go with it. Boo, 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 pew, pew, I don't know. And the, and the reason she's doing the, the silly uh, British accent is because we watched a British independent movie today. Yes, we did. Called St. Trinian's uh-huh. from... From uh, 2007? Yeah, 2007. Yeah. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> so, St. is the start of our, uh, of our So Bad They're Good month. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was Ajeline's pick. She was like, we have to do St. Trinian's, which I have seen this movie before because she was mad about it. I saw it I fucking love this like, movie. three years ago. Yeah, I... The first time? That's yeah. the only time I ever watched it was three years ago until today. <laughs> yeah, so um, also I want to point out, too, uh, this movie came out in the U.S. like two years later in 2009, and that is when I finally watched it, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's why Ajeline is doing her um, British accent. I know, I'm going to steal this from the dollar. I have a much better British accent. Okay, let's hear it then. <laughs> oh God, what? Do oh, I can't about? do it on the spot, eh? Hmm. <laughs> can't do it on the spot, eh? Yeah. Ay. 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 I love okay. my Timmy's, and I'm Canadian. <laughs> As uh. my <laughs> no, that's Newfoundland. <laughs> I can do a Minnesota accent. Oh yeah, I'm from Minnesota. So fucking bad. Let's hear your Boston one. Oh god, yeah, I used to have a boss, uh, and she was from the Boston area, and she was Italian, right? So (laughs) she would talk to me when I worked at this bar, and she was like, Gracie, what are you? Are you stupid or something? Like, she was the walking talking stereotype of an Italian Boston woman. (laughs) And somehow she ended up in South Carolina. My favorite thing is down here we say things like over yonder. (laughs) And she said over yonder in an Italian Boston accent. She's like, Gracie, why don't you get that thing from over yonder? Yonder. (laughs) That's like if she said, bless your heart in that accent. Oh, God, I couldn't even. She never said that. I couldn't attempt to do it. Our friend from New York tries. Oh, oh, Lord, no. It's it's bad. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I'm going to give you some stats on St. Trinian's. This movie had a budget of 7 million pounds, which is about 9.1 million U.S. dollars. 
Uh, it had a box office of $29.8 million, and the cast included Tallulah Riley, who is in Westworld. She also played Mary in the Kira Knightley, Matthew McFadden version of Pride and Prejudice. She plays Annabelle. Uh, Rupert Everett, who was in The Importance of Being Earnest and An Ideal Husband, uh, plays Carnaby and Camilla Fritton. Uh, Jodie Whittaker is the new Doctor Who. She was also in Broadchurch. She plays Beverly, the receptionist. Oh, was that her? Yeah. I didn't know her. that. Oh, yeah. that's She's cool. the new Doctor Who. Interesting. Well, she's the new doctor. Yeah, I right. didn't know that. Because she plays, like, like uh, she's got... She you plays a... take the red one for the up and the blue one for the down. Yeah, I mean, she plays, like, <laughs> I guess what you can call a garbage person in this movie. So, I mean... Po- Let's be real. They're all garbage. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love this movie. But, yeah, I didn't know um... that that was her. <laughs> Gemma huh. Gemma uh, Archer, Archerton can't never say her last name. She's been in movies like Prince of Persia, and uh, she played Tess in Tess of the Durbervilles, which is my least favorite book ever written. Just putting that out there. Yeah, because it's so funny because the guy who wrote that, uh, he like wrote this other one where it had like a super happy ending. Um, yeah, Thomas Hardy. Thomas Hardy wrote the most depressing piece of shit book I have ever read in my entire existence. But you know what? I love Far From the Maddening Crowd, and he wrote that one too. Oh, but that was Tess like Durbervilles. Tess of the Durbervilles, oh. so depressing. Far From the Maddening Crowd, the fucking best. Like, it was depressing too, but at least she had a happy ending. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, I've never read Dude the Obscure, though, so I don't know how that one went. Um, um, also, who was in this movie? Colin Juno Firth. Juno Temple. We are getting there. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. Yeah, Juno Temple have... was in it, too. Yeah, she's from Maleficent and Atonement. She played Celia. Uh, and yes. then we oh. have the sexy silver fox that is Colin Firth. You missed Lily Cole. She's also kind of famous. I I got her and Russell Brand. Oh, and I Lena wasn't Hedy listening as Lisa usual. Barton. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, I didn't say them yet, but I, I on my list, Colin Firth was next. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Colin Firth is in this movie, who of course is very well known for playing Mr. Darcy. Uh, no, what are you doing? No, he played, of course. The King in The King's Speech. God, he won the Oscar for that one. Jesus Christ, he's played two <laughs> versions of Mr. Darcy, okay? He played, he played, you know, Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, and he also played Darcy in the movie that we've already discussed, Bridget Jones's Diary, okay? He's got a fascination with Pride and Prejudice. No, I don't think he does. I think, I think he actually hates that he played that role. Like, they it's, make fun of it so much. In this movie. In this movie. Like, it 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 gives me, like, chills. Because I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. I love this so fucking much. Um, yeah, and it's, like, him and uh, Rupert Everett have worked together uh, on a few things before. Um, 
like importance of being earnest with the director of this movie. Yeah. I fucking love the importance of being earnest. It's based on an Oscar Wilde play. It's one of my favorite comedies because it's so absurd, but it's very witty. <laughs> yeah, but so. like, yeah, they, um, I don't know. It's just like this movie. I hate to fucking say it. I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> Ashleen, you love a very fucking problematic movie. Um, what I did notice was that Lena Headey was in this movie. I did not, I did not recognize her. And I was watching Game of Thrones the first time I watched this movie. Because the first time I watched this movie was about two or three years ago. Yeah. So, I did not recognize her in that role. But then I'm going through the cast list and I see her name and I was like, holy shit, how about that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Russell Brand is in this movie. He plays Flash. And Russell Brand is, like, known for, uh, I think he's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, he was also getting yeah. to the Greek, and uh, he was also married to Katy Perry for a short time. Yes, yes. And then Misha Barton is known for the TV show The O.C., and she plays, like, this publicist woman, J.J. French. Yeah, who um, plays, who's, like, the um, the previous head girl. Um, also in this movie, uh, he actually played himself, and that was Stephen Fry. Yep, and Lily Cole, who has been in Pride and Prejudice as Miss Bingley with Colin Firth, was also in another movie with Colin Firth uh, called What a Girl Wants, and that had Amanda Bynes in it, where she played the evil, like, future stepmother kind of thing. Lily Cole so. did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you sure? She was the she... evil stepmother. Lily Cole's, like, 30, though. She played that's, the geek that... girl. What? No, that's not what I have here. No. Lily Anna Cole... Chancellor, my bad. Anna Chancellor. Oh my god. I was like, yeah, St. Trinian's was her first movie, Lily Cole. My bad, y'all. And like, my bad. you know, she's like in some, she's been in a few, like, few movies at this point. Like, she's been in, uh, she's been in Doctor Who. She was in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, you're right. I fucked up. Yeah. Anna Chancellor's the woman I meant. Anna Chancellor played Miss Caroline Bingley in the 95 adaption of uh, Pride and Prejudice, and she also worked on the movie with uh, Colin Firth, What a Girl Wants. And Gemma Archerton played Lizzie in Lost in Austin. She played oh. Elizabeth Bennet. Oh my god, she did! I fucking love that movie. Or no, it was a mini series, but I love that mini series. I love that mini series so much you don't even know. It's like legit one of my favorite mini series ever. But yeah, yeah so actually that was her first movie too, people. eh? Huh? This was also her first movie, St. Trinian's. Anna Chancellor's? No, Gemma Gemma Oh, Gemma Arterton. Yeah. I think so i'm not real sure she has not had a great movie career i think the last movie she did was that one with the guy that plays a uh, hawkeye that hansel and gretel witch hunters movie <laughs> holy shit oh my god yeah. she was in that movie <laughs> 
Yeah, so the funny thing about this movie is, like, there's a lot of people who may not have been famous at the time but have managed to establish some sort of a career after this. You know, it's kind of like The Outsiders in the 80s, what it did for all of those young male actors, you know? Like, it's not the best movie. Like, this movie's definitely not the best movie, but it was like a vehicle, and it gave them connections. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like some of these people's, like, first, like, first movie or, like... I mean, you know, Juna Temple, she had been in a few movies, but this was, like, her first somewhat big role. And she's been in a lot of movies since. Yeah. Um, so, I got all that. I think we're done. We can actually start talking about the movie itself. Yeah. And I gotta be honest. I think it was a lot of fun to shoot. (laughs) I think everyone in here, in this movie, had a fun-ass time with the script, but it's a shit script. (laughs) How dare you? How dare I? I dare. Okay? It's basically a heist movie. Yeah. But also a very dark comedy. It's... When... (laughs) This heist movie is... You know what? This is the original Ocean's 8. (laughs) Oh my god. You're fucking right it is. Yes. Come on. A group of girls who go and steal stuff? Yeah. Well, it's like the Italian job if they were high school girls. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's actually a kind of nod to the Italian job in the movie at a certain funeral. <laughs> Which we'll get into. It's so funny. I, I do have to, like, mention this. So, uh, I watched this movie, like, at one point. Um, I decided to watch it while I was in London and because I was super jet-lagged, so I didn't want to go anywhere, so I watched this movie at my hostel. And then the next day, I went to, like, a good chunk of the places where this movie was shot just because... <laughs> I fucking love this movie and I hate like I hate because I know it's a garbage movie but the thing is I love this movie it is like legit one of my favorite movies because it's so garbage that I just like yeah we'll get into why it's garbage but like fuck I love this fucking movie so much (laughs) and it just has so many great like like little things that they say and it's so clever I don't know (laughs) all right So, let's get started. It opens with uh, Annabelle and her dad coming to St. Trinian's. Annabelle's father doesn't want to pay for her to go to Cheltenham, Chelsea, something like that. Ladies College. Yeah. Yeah. So, he goes to his sister, who he hasn't seen in years. And his sister is played by Rupert Everett as well. (laughs) And... Her entire character and her entire face, like, the whole makeup was based on the Duchess that's married to Prince Charles, Camilla. Oh, well, that really makes sense, right? Because, um, no, but, like, okay, so the way she acts and stuff, too, is a very 80s sort of, um, 
like the way women acted in Britain during the 80s, the like very posh wearing silk scarves and like, <laughs> like that's the idea of shoulder what, pads. Well, yeah. So like that is it's not just Camilla. It's like that time period that Camilla represents, which is like height of 80s fashion sort of. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but um, the notes that I that I got when I was researching for this movie was that she, Camilla Fritton's character, was modeled after the Duchess oh, herself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yes. can see it. I was like, that makes so much fucking sense <laughs> yeah. when I read that. I was like, that doesn't shock me. I see it now. Um. <laughs> But yeah, one of the things that Annabelle says is because uh, she's like clearly different and does not fit in with this new school. Uh, but she says to her father, it's like Hogwarts for picnics, <laughs> which is like a it's like a slang word, though, for like a lower class person, which, yeah, I can see it <laughs> like <laughs> I would not want to go to this school. Oh, I would fucking <laughs> love it. I would have been terrified to go to this school. I'd be all about I mean, this shit. This, this would be my dream through, school. When they go through the introductions of the different cliques, like, okay, cool, everyone's in harmony here. Like, even if they're in a different clique, they're still all friends. Well, yeah, because the first person, though, she that she meets is Kelly Jones, right? The head girl who introduced her to these, like, different cliques, right? On the school, mm-hmm. um, and those cliques include the um, uh, I forget which the one geeks. was. It? Yeah, so they had the geeks, right? Which are the um, the girls who are like um, they they're doing like espionage and shit, I think. Or yeah, they're and then taking you have like the posh toddies who are basically who are hookers, like teenage escorts that run a dirty call center. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I, I, I was what like, what the fuck, Ashleen? <laughs> yeah, this was like a part where I was like, oh, are they like hookers? Like, what's their deal? Are they because the, I think the deal is like that they're high end courtesans like that, you know, that's kind of how they like run themselves, I guess you could say. I yeah, mean, they're all they very don't beautiful. They have actual sex with anyone. They just have phone sex. Oh, well, like, I mean... Oh, thank God. Yeah, I mean, well, because you have to think, these are 17-year-old girls. Yeah, that's... It's still a little... It was still a little weird. I didn't particularly care for it. Um, And then you had the goths? No. No, We're emos. And then they were like, emos? What's emos? Emotionally unstable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, And then there was also um, the one who was the... They they called her Trostafarian, but basically she's like a stoner type. And she was wearing locks in her blonde ass hair. Girl, no. Mm. No. Yeah. That did not age well. Mm. No. Well. Mm-mm. I mean, there's still people who wear who wear dreadlocks in their hair. Yeah, so. they're kind of shitty. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't necessarily believe in it, but, uh, or not believe in it, but, like, 
I personally would not wear dreadlocks because I think I I don't feel comfortable, but I do know that like a lot of hippies do and I don't think they do it as like a cultural insensitive. They just, you know, it's easier to keep keep them. Yeah, but it would be nice if white people didn't do that. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice. I mean, I'm I, not I'm not the police. It's not no, my space the, the to thing talk is, about I shit think, like that. I think there like, are like bigger fish when it comes to that sort of thing. I think that there are bigger fish to fry than a bunch of hippies who like to wear their hair in dreadlocks. Like th- there are actual racists out there. Like this is something that's just yeah, but I'm also not going to police when a black, you know, when a black person was like, hey, I don't appreciate that. People well, are entitled to their opinion. Well, exactly. And like, you're allowed. Like, you are allowed to be criticized if you're wearing dreadlocks. Yeah. Like, and you're not a person of color. So just be warned. Well, and the thing I'm is, like, one, able- I'm not a person of color, so I don't really have a say on that. I personally don't find it offensive and I don't get offended for, you know, other people over that. You know what I mean? That's Yeah. But for me, I've seen enough like people that I know personally who take offense to it. So for me, I'm like, mm, a little more like, can you fucking not? Like that's just just based on my experience though. Like People are going to have different opinions. Not all people of color are going to think that a white person wearing dreads is a bad thing. Okay. And we are back from Gracie having to go and grab something. Um, Okay. So uh, now we have uh, another character, which is um, Taylor, who is considered considered the, the chav, the chive. Is that what it means? But basically, it's a slang term for somebody who's a young, lower-class person who has um, displays brash and loudish, loudish behavior and wears real or imitation designer clothes. So... Um, they basically called her a stereotypical black girl then? Um... No, like, because stereotype, a lot of the times, stereotyping in U.S. films, like if you're a black girl, you're seen as loud, you're seen as ghetto. No, 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 and- it's different in Britain, right? Because most of this, it's an antisocial youth subculture. Okay, okay. did you ever see the Kings, uh, the Kingsmen, or whatever? Uh, it has Colin Firth in it. I saw like the first twenty minutes of that movie. But okay, I so like yeah, so the guy in it who plays like the main character, right? Yeah, he's considered a ch- a chav. Okay, that's the idea of his character as being like a lower, a lower okay. middle class sort of like yeah, rough the- and tumble person who. For- well, you know, for me living in the U.S. and not in the U.K., when you're putting that brash, loud stereotype on a black woman, it's because that is stereotype in American film for a black woman a lot of the time. So 
I'm probably just project, projecting American culture onto a British film, but that's what I got out of it. Well, yeah. So, but that's, um, that's what it means for that character. Okay. Uh, and it's not based off of the color of her skin. Okay. It's just... Um, right. yeah, so the, and those are like, oh, and then they also talked about the first years, right, which are basically, um, 11-year-old kids that run a fucking muck and have, like, dirt all over their face. Yeah, there's no structure at this school. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the idea of the characters, that, like, there is no structure. Yeah. I, I realize that, but yeah. still. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Annabelle gets left here with these crazies. And then she calls her dad. And she's like, Dad, you have to rescue me. This shit is, like, hitting the fan. I cannot stay here. I, I do have he, to say, though, um, the thing about the Pickneys, I actually looked that up. And it's considered, a <laughs> like, a slur towards uh, Irish travelers and uh, Romani. Ugh. Yeah, so... That's not nice, So Hogwarts for, like, gypsies. That's what Uh, she said. Yikes. I don't even like using the word gypsy anymore. Like, yikes. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right, so, yeah, Annabelle calls her dad, and she's like, please, Daddy, you have to come save me from this hell that you've put me in. And he's like, what? Well, that was after they had broadcasted, like, you you missed the part. Um, After, like, she meets them all, she decides to to go and get a shower, and then... um, They haze her. uh, Yeah, but this part was the part where I was like... Oh, girl, this is so problematic, I can't even. Uh, okay, first of all, you couldn't broadcast things live on YouTube at this point. It's 2007. You can't fucking do that. You can do that now. <laughs> but it was 2007. You sure shit. Like, YouTube was just purely videos at that time. But anyway, so they say that they're broadcasting her live on the internet on YouTube, right? And, and she's... she's- She's naked, and they're hazing her with, like, disgusting... uh, Oh, because they took her clothes, and then they also took her towel. So she's, like, running around, and then she, like, slips and, like, falls into a door. And, yeah. 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 And then she's like, Dad, come save me. And his ass is all, what? I can't hear you. I'm not at a fancy party with... Uh, a bunch of women. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Click. <laughs> Her dad and then is she garbage. Gets so pissed that she drops the phone and then like hits it with her hockey stick and yeah. shatters a bust. Right, and then the teacher, the sports teacher, comes down and uh, is like, Annabelle! And she's like, oh my god, I'm in shit. And then uh, what actually turns out is she's drafted for the hockey team because she had uh, hit the statue so well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then... Oh, sorry. That's when... Well, that's after, after she gets drafted for the hockey team. That's when we meet... 
Colin Firth's character, Mr. Thwaite. Yes. He's the new minister of education. Yeah. Yeah, and he he <laughs> wants to get tough on uh <laughs> on schools, like the worst schools across the country. He wants to get tough on them and, you know, get a swift He's kick in the, the ass. opposite of Betsy DeVos. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> he actually he actually cares about educating people. <laughs> yeah. But he's considered the bad guy only because uh, we see the heroes as, like, this awful school. So, I guess. Um, let's let's be honest here. If the movie were in his point of view, he would be the hero. Yeah. Um, so, he, he talks about, you know, one of them is going to be St. Trinian's because it's such an awful school. And one of the people in the office is like... <gasps> Oh no! And he like drops Not something. Saint. No, it's Saint Trudian's, and they're like, "What's wrong with him?" And it's like, "Oh, he was undercover at that school for a few months." And yeah, the guy's like, "I'll never be the same." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's Holy funny. Aslan pointed this out to me before we were started court- recording. Um, he's from the UK TV show Horrible Histories. That guy. Oh my god, he's fucking hilarious. Like. Horrible Histories is, like, one of my favorite TV shows. It is, yes, it is a child's television program, but I don't give a fuck. That like shit that is t- funny. I like that show, too. <laughs> a lot of people like it. I mean, uh, it's got a lot of, like, fart jokes and stuff, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I grossed out my niece we were watching. I was like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And she was like, ew, gross. <laughs> also, the guy... With the black hair and that TV show was super hot. Okay. But, oh, yeah. The guy that plays Dick Turpin in that one song. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could. He's so fucking hot. You can't, I can't. Uh, Matt, Matt something? Matt, oh, I love him. Okay, but anyways, so, so then, um... There's a hockey game. No, no, no. You're missing a big part, girl. What am I missing? Uh, The girls of St. Trinian's are involved in business with Flash Harry, who is Russell Brandt. And what he does is he pays them to make cheap vodka. Uh, And then it shows that he has a romantic interest in Kelly, who turns him down because, you know, business and pleasure or whatever. But, like, there's this one part where... Um, they're trying out the vodka and the way they're talking about it, they're like, yeah, that one lady died. And they're like, but she was old. He's like, she was 38. (laughs) And then they get a Russian girl who is part of the school to drink the cheap vodka to show that it's good. Right. That bitch about falls out on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then she's like, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's such garbage. Also, can we talk about how fucking problematic it is that this 30-plus-something man is wanting to have sex with a 17-year-old girl? Uh, Yeah, because, I mean... fucking gross, bro. Okay, because at the time, right, because this movie came out 11 years ago, so Russell Brandt was 32 at the time this movie like 32 31 right and um mm-hmm. um 
Gemma, she's 32 now. So she would have been like 21 when this movie came out, but she's playing... She's playing an 18-year-old. Yeah, she's playing an 18-year-old, right? It's still... So, yeah, a little... Yikes. <laughs> Especially since he's a teacher, too, right? No, he's not a teacher. He's not a teacher? No, okay. he he's just, like... Comic relief, no, I guess? No, he's just, like, a, a bad dude. Like, he's he's a criminal. Like, he sells cheap <laughs> They're vodka all to people. fucking criminals, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. but, like, he's, he's like, the, the criminal mentor, I guess. <laughs> like, he's not a teacher. He's just... He's in business with these kids who make cheap podcasts, so cool, I guess. Um, but this yes. movie makes no sense. So um, <laughs> this next part, though, uh, is the hockey game and the uh, Chetnium or whatever the hell uh, ladies college hockey team arrive at St. Trinian's. And basically their bus is like, what, egged or something? But the education yeah. minister is also there um, because his daughter is part of the hockey team. And um, yeah. his turned- daughter, I, I don't know the actress's name. But she was also in this movie with Anne Hathaway called Ella Enchanted as the evil stepsister, Hattie. So I guess the only things I've ever seen her in is where she plays like a bitch. Yeah, she's also she was also in uh, a series of unfortunate events, like the newest <gasps> one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, it, the one she was for in, Netflix, right? Yeah, and she was also uh, in Into the Woods. Uh, I don't know what character. She plays uh, Lucinda in Into the Woods. She plays, oh, she plays the evil stepsister in that movie, too. Oh, wow. Cinderella. That's, so she plays, like, an evil character. Um, yeah, so she... Uh, it also shows that, you know, there is a romantic history between... Colin Firth's character and the headmistress of St. Trinian's, Camilla Fritton, right? Um, which, okay. And then also oh Annabelle, um, his daughter, uh, Verity, uh, was also her former bully at the old school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they Annabelle used to, scared shitless of her. They used to call her Annabelle the Cannibal because she had braces and little pieces of food would get stuck in it. There was this one funny part in the um, before the hockey, the field hockey game started, where like the headmistress of Cheltenham was screaming. Uh, oh well, yeah, the because Camilla is like Miss Fritton asked something to the effect of, "What do you think of my girls?" And the woman went. Whores! <laughs> and she's like, Gemma whores, we need to do better. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the next part, it's like, uh, she, uh, so she says something or whatever, right? And then, uh, Camilla's like, silly cow. And uh, the other headmistress is like, excuse me. And she's like, Emily, silly cow, do better. And all the girls are just kind of looking at them like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah. good show. Cheerio. <laughs> like, okay. Cheerio now, cheerio. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the other things I noticed was like, the nurse played Madame Hooch. In the Harry Potter movies. 
Really? Oh, she was the Quidditch instructor. Her name is Zoe Wanamaker. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, I know. I was like, I know this woman from somewhere, and I knew I recognized her face, but I didn't know the actress's name, so I was like, Quidditch teacher. Harry Potter movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that's who she was. So, yeah. Um, so while the hockey game the hockey game is going on, uh, Mr. Thwaite has decided he's going to look around the school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lots of shit. The, the religious studies room where they mm-hmm. had, like, that one girl who was hanging to the... It, like she was on the cross and I was like oh my they have gone there um, the art room yeah where there's like a little girl that's stuck in like suspended animation or something um, and there was like a few other things uh, they had some like pretty disturbing art in there yeah um, yeah but one of the other things is uh, he he ends up uh, he finds illegal vodka the illegal vodka right and he like puts a little bit in his mouth like he put he dips his finger and puts it in his mouth and then he's like slightly drunk but then also he uh, like knocks over a thing of ants right which get into his like trousers and then he uh discovers the chat line that's being run by the posh toddy click as they're talking you know to whoever and the one girl's like hello big boy right as (laughs) yeah and uh and the other girls are just kind of like primping and preening or whatever right i guess maybe they sell their panties online like i don't know their lives right um but this then, is a very great way to make money, actually. Yeah. So I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> um, yeah, so then the next part is... Well, I mean, the ants start biting him. Yeah, and he takes his trousers off. After she's been on the phone having this sexy conversation. And then... They hear his phone go off, and they find him, and then they shove him into the pool at the bottom of their window. Funny story. When he is walking back to the hockey field, he's wearing a soaked white shirt and a jacket over his arm. Okay, yeah, because what they did was they threw him out the window, and he fell into water, right? So... Yeah. The most iconic scene in the 1995 Pride and Prejudice miniseries was when Darcy takes a dip in a pond and then comes back to the house with his jacket over his arm, wearing a white shirt that is clinging to every bit of him. That is a sexy fucking image, right? Yeah. Well, they on purpose recreated it. Yep, they did. <laughs> well, didn't they do it in that other uh, Pride and Prejudice too with um, what's his name? Matthew McFadden. Yeah, Dar- Colin Firth's the better Darcy. Yeah, I fucking know, but it, they did the same thing, basically. Uh, well, no, his wasn't the pool. He was walking in the rain. Oh, okay, but they had to put that in there. Whatever. <laughs> You can't um, recreate a masterpiece. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they do that, and uh, as I was watching that, I was like, oh my god, of course they fucking did. <laughs> right? Because, uh, yeah, so they use a lot of, like, gags uh, when it comes to Colin Firth having been Mr. Darcy, uh, which I'm, I am here for. So, oh, and then there's a, another uh, another part. Um, so, like, earlier on, uh, Camilla has a dog, like this little dog that uh, likes to hump legs, and the dog is named Mr. Darcy, because of course it is. And uh, the dog was humping Colin Firth's leg and uh, came on the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, just let it harden and it'll chip right off. <laughs> that's what that's what Miss Fritton said. I know. That's why I was like, this movie Obviously is shocking. It doesn't, though. We should ask Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> oh, girl, don't fucking even. No, I'm just kidding, you guys. Come on. We all know that, you know, that's a shitty situation for her. But like, he was the president of the United States. Okay. Yeah, there's no and, like, way, way that was an equal relationship. No. Okay. Like he took advantage of her, and he looks like the asshole now. So all y'all motherfuckers were fucking laughing your heads off twenty years ago. But you know what? You're fucking assholes. What you did. Okay. Feel yeah. bad about that. Okay. She was. She was in her early 20s. I couldn't even imagine my first job and my boss is the president of the United States and he wants and to have a sexual... interested sex- in me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's interested and in me. It's not like she sold that story to the papers. She confided in a friend of hers and then that bitch went to the papers with it. Exactly. Like, so Monica did not stand to gain anything from this and she has been slut-shamed ever since. Mm-hmm. She still gets slut-shamed. That woman is not... She wrote an article a few years ago about how she has not been able to handle a job that courts would not let her legally change her name. You know... Like, she is the victim here. Like, Clinton, what? He got almost impeached for lying under oath? Like, everybody loves him now. What the mm, fuck? No, I don't think Until this Me Too movement happened, and then you realize that only the guys really love him. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, sorry I brought that up. It was no. a bad joke. Sorry that I had to point that out. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, after the fact, it's the next morning, and the banker arrives at the school and serves Camilla a foreclosure notice that the school owes um, five hundred thousand uh, pounds, which they have ignored the six previous final demands. <laughs> But how do you know if it's the final demand if they keep sending more? <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's a great deductive reasoning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a plus. <laughs> oh Lord, which one, who was the one that said? Um, I can't remember. There's this one line where they basically call all the girls terrorists, and Miss Fritton's like. One man's terrorist is another woman's freedom fighter. <laughs> like, yes. 
I was like, I could get behind that motto. Um, <laughs> so there is like a meeting between Camilla and her brother and uh, the girls are watching using a hidden camera and um, her brother confesses his distaste towards his daughter, uh, which, you know, Annabelle's kind of like a daddy's girl. So she's clearly upset. And Camilla, yeah, he basically says, like, I'm not even sure she's mine. Yeah, so Camilla just, you know, defends her, saying, like, yes, she is a fritten. She's, you know, more so than you ever will be, right? Um, yeah, so yeah. fuck her dad. Yeah, and then the father is, like, trying to, you know, turn the school into a boutique hotel, saying that when this school closed, you'll have lost everything, and most importantly, so will I. Right, so um, yeah, yeah. So the the father's kind of a dick, or Annabelle's father. Like that's the idea, right? So then uh, the girls, you know, are like, "Oh, we've got to come up with a plan to get to get this money, right? We gotta, you know, because if we don't have this uh, this school, we'll have to go to normal schools. We'll all be split up, right? And everybody's like, no, we can't do that. We have to have, we gotta save the school. So uh, Kelly and Flash start working with the students and they kind of start going over some of the things that they could do and they're like, extortion, blackmailing, you know, and then uh, theft, theft, fraud, right uh yeah so it's like here let's do a bunch of illegal shit right so um so one of the things that they see is that uh Vermeer's uh girl with the pearl earring which is a very you know expensive painting um is is at the National Gallery in London, right? Uh, and of course, Chelsea Peaches and Chloe are like, "Oh my God, you want us to steal Scarlett Johansson?" I loved it. I love how they say, "Oh my God," with the hand motion. <laughs> yeah, but then the hilarious thing too is in that Colin Firth was in that movie. Yeah, and they make a joke about it when they're uh, when they go to the museum to find the painting and where it's at and kind of like scope the place and they're like oh like, no wonder Colin Firth fell in love with her she's so beautiful no wonder no wonder Colin Firth wanted to shag her I was <laughs> like holy shit you guys you're in a movie with him you can't fourth wall like that when the guy playing the weight is Colin Firth <laughs> <laughs> but they did because they're like fuck it um so <laughs> Uh, after they go to the National Gallery, they're like, oh, no, we can never do that or we can't do this. Right. But then the English teacher who had come earlier, like had come earlier in the in the movie. Right. Um, Played by Lena Headey. Yeah. She's she had like said, oh, I'm uh, I, I would love if we could, you know, get our school uh, with you know the school challenge, which is like TV quiz show, because the like last f- or the final of the show is going to be held at the National Gallery. So this would you is going to be used as a cover to be the last team at the school challenge, right? So they pick Chelsea Peaches and Chloe, who are the posh toddies, to uh, to be part of the like that group, and they're kind of feeding them answers and like information so that they can, you know, they can cheat every round. 
Yeah, the cheating was kind of funny. Like, the first time it was just, oh, they stole the answers and memorized memorized them. The second, the second round is they drugged their their opponents with mushroom tea. Okay, first of all, I have to say this. Mushroom tea does not actually work. Ashley's like, I know this for no particular reason. I just know it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. I mean... Not suspicious at all, Ashley. I totally (laughs) did not do mushrooms this weekend. (laughs) Oh my god. You uh, told on yourself. Ooh. But we did have we did do like a tea and it like it, it, it did yeah, nothing. Well, it worked in this movie for the plot device. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so yeah. um and then they make like, it to the finale. Yeah, they do. Um but yeah, they get, you know, help from the geeks, right? And uh Annabelle and Camilla, right? So they- and they come up with this huge, elaborate plan to steal the pearl earring portrait. Mm-hmm. You know, there's even a cute little cartoon. Oh, yeah. Well, the idea of the cartoon, right? Because this is actually based off of, uh, a, like, a cartoon um, that was drawn from uh, 1946 to 1952 by uh, Ronald um, Cyril. Right. Uh-huh. And it was about this boarding school for girls where the teachers are uh, sadists and the girls are juvenile delinquents. So um, they did that in the style of the the original comic. I have to wonder if that's why when they're talking about how to uh, to, uh, you know, do this, what kind of crime are they going to commit? That one girl is like. What if we kidnapped someone and then we cut off your ear and mailed it to the person until they gave us money? And then we just kept cutting her up piece by piece. Yeah. See, that, shit, that shit was dark. That shit got but, dark. Like the, the part where uh, Russell Brand was like, you should probably go and see somebody about that. because <laughs> You should probably see a counselor. Yeah. Crime is fine, but the tree is too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the final is being filmed. And um, well, the like, so they come up with the plan to to steal the painting, right? Which uh, Kelly Taylor and Andrea are the ones who are doing that. Uh, so that's uh, Head Girl, the Chav, and um, and the Emo Girl, right? And uh, they get some help uh, from... Uh, from... Uh, what's it called? Sorry. <laughs> uh, from the twins by blowing up stuff. Yeah. There's also a side plot, too, uh, that we didn't say, but um, the minister goes back. Well, to... we hadn't. I was about to pull that up because before they pull off the heist, they've got they've got the plans laid out. They're about to go to the finals, you know. And here comes Mr. Minister of Education Thwaites with an entourage of reporters because he is going to crack down on this school and he is going to expose it for the shit school that it is. Yeah, he is he is ready <laughs> to cause some shit. Yeah. So, full crew 
they're there talking about how he's going to bring the school down and the shed explodes right beside them after they say, well, it looks like a normal school. <laughs> Bam. Well, uh, exactly. Like it, um, there's uh, the, all the things that he had seen before, they have like cleaned it up suddenly. Um, code red, code red. Well, yeah, like, and they, they fix it all up and they make it so that, you know, he's... He's humiliated, right? And then yeah, he's he's fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. So then Camilla uh, comes and uh, and she's got the um that her dog is there, right? And her dog goes to like hump his leg, and uh, Colin Firth uh, kicks Mister Darcy, uh, and the dog goes flying uh, out the window. And um, into, uh, um, like a like a motor grader. Yeah, yeah, and uh, or or a Columbine or something. I don't know. Yeah, whatever and it is, it kills him. The the dog's dead, and um, the Thank headline. God we don't see any graphics. Of that. No, but like the headline is like minister kills donk. There's a well, picture you of made him. The papers. <laughs> That one girl in the background sees it and then runs away crying. <laughs> I think they were laughing. Like, <gasps> were they crying or laughing? I think it was like that laugh cry kind of thing. <laughs> Basically, he's turned himself into a laughing stock, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they have that wonderful funeral for the dog. Yeah, well, exactly, right? Um um, there is also this other side plot that's going on uh, because what they're doing is they're ha- they have Flash posing as a German art dealer who is gay, um, which yeah, um, to sell it. It's to- a wee, it's, it's a little bit problematic, Ashleen. <sighs> yeah, yeah, a little, because like the way Flash is acting about having to act gay was like, mm, okay. Yeah, but he, you know, he does it because the whole thing is, is like, uh, Annabelle's dad is an art dealer mm-hmm. and he would pay huge ass amounts of money for an actual painting of that caliber. So Flash's job is to convince Annabelle's dad to buy this painting and he has to be like this world renowned German gay European count that's interested in art. Yeah. And the way that goes down is like her dad was totally into having gay sex if it meant he got the girl with the pearl earring. (laughs) He had no qualms about it. He was like, yeah, we can do anything you want. We can go out to dinner and take a walk on the beach and go back to my place. <laughs> he was in full-on seduction mode. And then Flash is just like, or you could just buy the painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can tell you now. Oh, oh, okay. That works too. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so... Uh, All this now comes to a head. Yep, so what happens is like... 
the next part is like kind of hard to describe. Not hard to describe, it's basically but basically the heist. Yeah, plot so there finale is going on. Yeah, the exactly the finale is going on, and then there's like an issue where the girls can't cheat anymore because their earpieces broke, right? Yeah, because so, weights onto them. Yep. So then, um, the teacher convinces she's like, you know, Chelsea Parker, you're smart. Yeah, like that's what I see. Because what would what did Chelsea Smart say? Is cool and very very sexy. And Chelsea's like, it's sexy to be smart because like that's her whole thing is she's wanting to be an actress and be a sexy actress and be on things like Love Island and Big yeah. Brother and stuff like yeah. that. She wants to be a TV star. Yeah, exactly. So. She's like being smart as sexy, okay. And then she goes on the stage, and while all this drama is happening uh, to steal the painting, she actually, you know, answers questions correctly. Yeah, her and the other girls, right? So, um, and, and they end up, uh, they end up winning. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Stephen Fry at one point. Um, is given drugs by Beverly. Uh, yeah, she's like, the red one's the upper and the blue one's the downer. <laughs> Take those to like balance you out. That was her thing. <laughs> it's like, she's like, you're not from inner something services. That was one of her lines. And the other one is like, I got the red pills and the blue pills. <laughs> Reds okay. are the uppers, blues are the lowers. It's like okay, Morpheus. Like holy shit, <laughs> right? Um, uh, so while this whole thing is going on, the girls are upstairs and they manage to steal the painting. But on their way across, um, to get back across uh, the galley, the gallery, uh, like the line breaks and shit, and. Uh, What's her face? Is stuck Kelly. on the one side, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, she's stuck. And she's got the painting strapped to her back. Oh boy, what are we gonna do? Oh, and look. Um, Camilla's we have to, the... to distract. We have to distract Thwaite. That scene between Thwaite and Mrs. Fritton. Oh, wow. Which that one is part... Where she, like, gets him drunk to distract him. Oh, okay, yeah. So (laughs) the part where he starts talking about, like, his little dog that died or something. And um, and he's like, you remind me of that dog. (laughs) You remind me of Lennis. And then he, like, goes to kiss her and passes out. And she goes, woof, woof. woof. (laughs) (laughs) That part, she's like, what the fuck? Holy fuck. (laughs) But anyway, she ends up saving Kelly. And they, you know, uh, like, there's this one part where um, Verity is on to them. And she's like, I'm going to fucking tell on you. Cause I'm a snitch bitch. Yeah. And Annabelle clocks her in the back of the head with a, or in the front of the head with a walkie talkie and knocks her out. We don't know what happens to her after that. We, we don't see her. Um, so she probably fucking died. <laughs> yeah. Concussions kill. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, we never see her again. 
And you know what? Her dad is not the least bit concerned when he wakes up the next morning after this pearl earring painting has been stolen. Yeah. He has... This is kind of problematic. We're going to... I'm going to assume that nothing happened and she just undressed her. Well, it's, but... it's so funny, too, because, um, by the way, her character is not in the second movie. So she died. <laughs> Whose character isn't in the second movie? Verity. Uh, Verity's Verity, not in the second movie. Verity's not in the second movie. So she she dead. She she fucking died. <laughs> and nobody cares. Annabelle is a murderer. Yep. Um, yeah, so the the next morning oh, by the way, there's uh there's the other part. They sell the painting to um Well that's at the end of the movie. Yeah, but the Oh, okay. That's so after this, yeah, okay. we're going to talk about the very next morning. Okay. Yeah, Colin Firth wakes up naked in a bed, and Miss Fritton comes out dressed in a nightgown, and he's like, "We didn't, we didn't. What did you slip me? You know?" And she like, "This is the part where I was like, oh wow, they made a date rape joke. That's not nice." <laughs> It made me cringe really hard. And she's like, I slipped you something, and then you returned the favor. And I'm like, oh, fuck, no. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Not okay. But, like, he wasn't traumatized by it, and they start kissing, and then they have sex. And then he goes to the window, and he's buck-ass naked. And the reporters see him. Yeah, yeah, and they take pictures, and it's like the minister is naked (laughs) with the dick out. And then the grand finale ends, and what happens is the they sell the painting to Annabelle's father, but when he looks at the painting, he realizes on the bottom that it says Camilla Fritton. And what happens is they have gotten five hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand pounds from him for this painting that is a knockoff, and they got a fifty thousand dollar reward for because returning they, quote, the painting. Unquote, found the, the painting. actual painting. Yeah, and returned it so to the National have... Gallery. So the debts are repaid and the school is saved. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie with some really kick-ass jam about St. Trinian. Yeah, uh, I have to say, the the music in this movie was, like, on point. Um, the the one uh, part that we did miss talking about is uh, the makeover, like, air session or whatever. Yeah, where just... they make over her in every click. Yeah, so they, you know, first, uh, they're like, first of all, they're like, you've had this coming since you got here. And they're like, what What are you going to do to me? Give you a makeover, silly. And uh, that's when the music starts. And, um, like, the first years get her, like, uh, do, you know, their, their thing, right? And then there's, like, a few pictures of her in that outfit. And then there's the, the chavs um, where she has, like, the side pony, which is actually one of my favorites, um, and then there was the posh toddies, right? And then, like, that was another one that I thought was really pretty. And then there was also the emos, which she just looked gothic. 
Um, there was the geeks, which she just, you know, like looked kind of smart and bookish or whatever. Um, but then they do um, the last one, which is uh, like her, what they, you know, her last thing. And they like curled her hair. So it's like big and bouncy and she's wearing more makeup and she looks, I think she looks absolutely fucking gorgeous in all of them. Yeah, it's funny because she plays the quote-unquote ugly sister in the Pride and Prejudice movie. Oh, really? Yeah, she plays Mary. Really? I didn't know that. I said it at the beginning. Yeah, she was Mary in the Matthew McFadden Pride and Prejudice movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Mary is, of course, like the quote-unquote ugly sister in comparison to the rest of them. Just because she's shy and introverted and likes to play the fucking piano. Like, poor Mary. Yeah, I honestly, I think Mary should have her own story, her and Kitty. She does. There is a book that someone wrote, not by Jane Austen, but... um, Obviously. uh, Obviously. But in that book, Mary ends up uh, getting married to, like, not not Mr. Collins, but, like... A guy. What was Mr. Collins? He married Charlotte. Yeah, I know he married Charlotte, but what was his occupation? Uh, he was like he a like priest. ran the ch- a parishioner. Yeah, he was like a priest, but like not a yeah, priest. Like the Church well, of England. Mary, Mary, well, Mary ends up marrying someone like that in that book, but oh. it was kind of cute. Oh well, that's good that she you know. Yeah, I th- is I it mostly I, about know, Kitty? Like, because Kitty's. Huh? Uh, Okay, Kitty, Catherine, the the second youngest. She's I know there's a book written by about her too, but I haven't read it. And oh, okay. actually now that I think about it, I think I'm conflating two different books because in the PD James uh, Death Comes to Pemberley, that's where Mary is married someone like Mr. Collins, but not Mr. Collins. Um, Kitty's the only one that isn't married in that book, and uh, that's the one where Lydia's husband uh is accused of murdering someone. Yeah, I watched the BBC um, miniseries of, of it. Not that great. Also, they no. the one thing that really took me off guard with that miniseries, they were trying to be super authentic, so like none of the characters were wearing makeup, and it looked really weird. <laughs> Sorry, it just uh-huh. did. Like, nobody was wearing makeup. They had like full zit face, like... Yeah. Um, Which I get, like, back then they weren't wearing makeup. But, yeah, the other thing I want to say about this movie is the music was on point. Oh, my God. That's, like, super fucking loud. It was. Run, run. Well, somebody left the freaking... You're in a fucking studio, and you can hear that? Holy shit. Well, somebody left the freaking window open. So that's why you can hear that. I know, because they're supposed to close it at the end of the day. Like, that's one of the things you're supposed to do is make sure that all the windows are closed and the lights are off, right? So, um, but yeah, the music in this movie was actually pretty on point. And I fucking loved it. Like, they had Mark Ronson. uh, He sang that Oh My God song with Lily Allen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also my favorite song ever is uh, it's at the end of the movie and it's Love in the the Air where Rupert Everett and Colin Firth sing together. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh goodness. Um, but yeah, I like don't... honestly though, Colin Firth and Rupert Everett are friends in real life, and that plays really well their chemistry with each other on screen. Yeah. I love when they are on screen together or when they are doing interviews together because they just play off of each other so well. It's great. They have like the best bromance. Fucking love them. Well, that's the thing. It was like kind of. I think that's why I love this movie so much is like this that both of them playing off of each other and I hate to say it I love this movie I just I love it so much um but <laughs> should I go into the tests before I give my um my opinion, opinion? Let, yeah. let's do that yeah. okay <laughs> all right so Bechdel test. Two named female characters having a conversation on screen about something, someone other than a male character. To pass, it happens quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, racial Bechdel test. Two people of color on screen having a conversation about something other than a white person. It's a fail. Uh, sexy lamp test where uh, you can replace a character with the sexy lamp from a Christmas story and it wouldn't take away from the plot. It's a fail because Peaches and the other girl don't really have any lines. They could be replaced with a sexy lamp. Whereas Chelsea is given a little bit more and yeah. she's vital to the plot. But like Peaches, I don't even think she said 10 words. So, yeah. Um, Macklemore test, a female character having a story arc that has nothing to do with pushing a male character's story arc forward, it's a pass, because the idea is to save their school, and it's a girls' school, and so all of the girls in the school are wanting to save it, and it has nothing to do with pushing a male character forward. Um, DuVernay test is a person of color having a story arc that isn't about pushing a white character arc's story forward. This is a fail because there's only two people of color in this movie and their entire arc is helping save a predominantly white school. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's it. That's all the tests that apply. Uh, Now, Ashleen... You love this movie, don't you? I do. Why do you love this movie? Give us, give us, elaborate before I, 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 I give mine. <laughs> okay, so I watched this movie um, back in two thousand and nine, and I was watching a lot of movies around that time um, because I was I was in the military. Um, and, uh, it was during the summer and I had a lot of downtime. So I would just like watch movies on my laptop. Right. Uh, and this was one of the movies that I had discovered, uh, at the video rental store on base. Cause that actually used to be a thing. Right. Um, and it was just one of the movies that I don't get me wrong. This movie is not, it, it, uh, it's not an Oscar worthy movie, but the reason why I like it is it's fun. It's uh, girls just, you know, like it, it's pretty. It has, you know, uh, girls just being pretty and like, you know, uh, doing bad things and like having fun or like, again, it's not a masterpiece. I also really liked the music. I loved the little, you know, jokes there. Like, I just I like this movie. 
I enjoy it. Okay. It, it's it's purely a fun movie for me, and that's why I enjoy it. Okay. For me, I would not say I would watch it again. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. I will say that I think everyone in this movie had a fucking fun time when they were making it. Because at its heart, it's like girls just want to have fun. That 80s movie with Helen Hunt and, uh, shit, what's her name? Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very similar in that vibe, except that movie's about a dance competition and this movie is about, uh, you know, a heist. but it's the same kind of vibe that you get, you know, it's like girls just like, that's the whole thing. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not Oscar worthy. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just not something that I would probably watch again. Yeah. It's just not my kind of comedy. That's all. Um, but I'm glad that you love it, you know? Yeah. I mean, next week, I think we're going to do Fifty Shades of Grey. And uh, I'm going to be honest. That movie is trash. I, I the do, book is worse. The one thing I do want to say about St. Trinian's, it got a fucking sequel, which is hilarious. Because, no, it didn't. I don't think it deserved a fucking sequel, but they they did a sequel and everybody came back to do it. So obviously people did have fun making this movie Um, and they were going to make a third movie. But as of uh, 2018 or yeah, 2018, there's no cast or release date that's been confirmed for this uh, third installment. So it's been assumed that this movie has been canceled. So... Yeah. Yeah. But uh but next week we're going to watch 50 Shades of Grey and uh I, I got to be honest. I I, I kind of liked that movie. <laughs> like you can ask Ashleen. I called her. I got a free ticket to see it and I called her and I was like it wasn't that bad and she watched it and she's like you're right. It wasn't. <laughs> I have to watch it again to like you know to, yeah. to get my um also but the we'll other get thing that, that we next week. the the other thing that we didn't mention we have to mention before is um Saint Trinian's oh. got a thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes yeah and we also failed to mention that we're in the two pods a day campaign. Oh my god, we totally didn't do that. Ashley threw me off with her stupid Elo Governor shit. <laughs> oh but no. Basically, we're taking part in uh, Two Pods Day, which is a campaign that is hashtag Two Pods a Day, which is a campaign where indie podcasts are highlighted two every day for the month of July. And the basic idea for it is to give exposure to people and podcasts that you might not normally listen to. So if you follow hashtag two pods a day, you'll be able to find something within your range of uh, listening. Like if you like true crime, there's definitely a true crime podcast. If you like history, there's history podcasts that are going to be showcased, uh, TV show podcasts, fandom podcasts. So make sure that you look for hashtag two pods a day for the month of July. Okay. Um, 
And, uh, you know, that's that's that. <laughs> Ooh, next time we'll be more on message. <laughs> yeah, especially because when this, like, we're doing this a week ahead of time, but um, when this actually comes out... Um, it's July. Yeah, it's July, so it will be part of uh, two pods a day. Uh, by the way, I do also want to say happy Canada Day to all my fellow Canadians out there because that's uh, that's what's going to happen. You know what? You know what? What? Happy 4th of July, Americans. <laughs> Even though technically the 4th of July doesn't really exist as far as historically accurate. But whatever. It's the 4th of July, damn it. Get out your fireworks and your burgers and hot dogs and have fun. <laughs> okay, happy treachery day, ingrates. Oh, oh, oh. oh, that reminds me of that text conversation where you said happy treason day to me. Yeah. <laughs> Filthy. She sent me a text message a few years ago that says happy treason day, you fucking Americans. And I sent back a, you goddamn right, <laughs> gift from, uh, from Breaking Bad. It was... It's so funny that we did a British movie when it comes down to it, because this week is technically like Canada Day, where we celebrate Canada's independence from Britain. And then we also, uh, well, not our independence. We did it like, you know, the right way where we're like, hey, mom, can we like move out? And mom was like, "Okay." where you guys are like, fuck you, mom, I'm out. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, I'm going to break shit before I go. You see your favorite teeth? going in the fucking river mall you see these royal daltons and your stupid teacups fucking breaking that shit that's (laughs) way funnier than you think it is (laughs) Um, we quit uh all right so if you want to contact us you can always contact us on our email which is the feminist critique podcast at gmail.com our facebook page the feminist critique podcast i had hoped to have a tumblr out by now but it's gonna have to wait till next week you need a fucking Um, website too we have so much to do i'm not doing a website i'm just gonna do a fucking tumblr like no that'll be it a (laughs) website we kind of do need a website though uh, well, I'll work on it. I have way too much going on right now, and like I'm I really busy thought too. about doing it earlier today, and then I forgot because my life just was like. <clears throat> so um, yeah, and you can also check me out on Twitter at South of Grace. Ajeline. Uh, yep, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Ajeline's A I S L E N E S, and then we've also got our Twitter. Uh, for the feminist uh, critique it's just feminist critique without the e at the end because we ran out of room um but uh that mostly just has updates if we're going to be late one week or one week or you know if there's something pertaining to the movie that i want to talk about or i just kind of update it you know every so often um yeah so that's uh that's what's going on with that all right oh um so oh and our patreon oh yeah our patreon please look us up you can look us up by our our, uh, email address on patreon um we are going to be updating that uh for our donors which i don't think we have any yet we've only had this patreon a couple of weeks but well, if you could contribute, that would be nice. But you are under no obligation to do so. Yeah, like right now, we don't really have any 
extras to offer, but uh, what we are thinking of doing is random rants about something. So they, they might be like five-minute rants or two-minute rants or something, right? Yeah, or it's just something like, fun and lighthearted. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to get into too dark topics when it comes to these rants. I want them to be like, like really stupid, like stuff that you could decide on, like ranting about giraffes or you know, like why giraffes are <laughs> That lady are awful. with that haircut. Yeah. Or that stupid customer that always says when something doesn't ring up, I guess it's free. Oh, fuck that person. <laughs> fuck that fucking person and their fucking at. No, no, that is not funny. No, A million no, people have no. goddamn said Ashley, that thing. Ashley, we'll save it for the Patreon. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, Um. next week we'll be doing... Fifty Shades of Grey, so please watch that before <laughs> next Monday. Uh, as long um, as you are don't. over the age of 18, if you aren't, yes. please don't watch that movie because that'll be a sexy episode, and by that I mean not really that sexy. We're going to be making fun no, of that, that shit. No, that movie's not really plot. It's just sex, but Seriously? we're going to watch it anyway because oddly enough, I actually enjoyed that movie. You pervert. Um, <laughs> So we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.